0: This. Oh, maybe.
1: Good morning. Thank you for calling to declare victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line?
0: Good morning, Mrs. Shine. Good morning, Shine. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thanks. Good morning. Thank you for calling declare victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us?
2: Good morning. This is Mary.
1: Good morning, Mary. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. You too. God bless. God bless you as well. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is
0: Felicita, who's on the line.
1: Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line.
0: God.
3: Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday. God is good all the time. You have a blessed day. Good to hear your sound.
0: You too.
3: Thank you so much.
0: Good morning, it's Susie.
3: Good morning, Susie, happy Wednesday.
0: Thank you, same to you. Thank you. Can you keep me in your prayers, please? Yes. Thank you so much. You're so welcome.
3: Good morning, thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning,
0: Valerie. This is Sonia. Good morning, Sonia. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good morning, JC. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, JC.
3: Happy Wednesday to you as well. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us?
1: Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us?
3: Hi, good morning. This is Janet. How are you? Doing well,
1: thank you. Good morning, Janet. Happy Wednesday to you.
0: Thank you. Happy Wednesday.
4: Thank you. Hi, good morning, Vivi. Good morning, Didi. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. I forgot to ask. My eldest daughter is uh, flying to Aruba. Um, They're doing a bridal, you know, the bridal girl thing, whatever that's called. So we could just pray for Ariana and her to have safe traveling to Aruba and back. That's it. Love you. Trust oh, in God.
1: Man. Yes and amen. And yes, I'll put and it's Ariana and then her friends going to Aruba. Sounds like so much
0: fun. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Morning, valuable. Morning, twin. They be
0: living. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> we, <laughs> we went to morning. Napa.
4: We didn't even get to go to all the rubber for the bridle stuff.
0: <laughs> right. For real.
4: He covered
3: and sustained us even in Napa. And, and look in some of the Nap bits places, you know
0: <laughs>
3: in the Valley. Love y'all. Have a great day, DG. Thank you. So good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I was Shonda. thinking
5: the exact same thing. God bless you. <laughs> like,
0: woo. I know. Look,
5: I'm living vicariously through those babies. (laughs) Me too. (laughs)
0: Good morning,
6: Valacita.
0: This is Diane. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday
3: to you.
6: Happy Wednesday to you too.
3: Thank you. And I heard someone else speaking. Who was that? It's persistent. Good morning, everyone.
0: Good morning, Valacita. Happy (laughs) Wednesday.
3: Thank you so much. Good morning, persistent.
1: Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling
3: Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before
1: we begin the hosting?
5: Good morning, Valacita. Miss B.
1: Good morning, Miss B. Happy
3: Wednesday to you.
2: Happy
3: Wednesday. Thank you so much. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting.
1: Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here in Declare Victory. We are a prayer call
3: that meets Monday through Friday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time 8 a.m.
1: Central Standard Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue calling in to join us for the month of March, where our monthly theme is entitled Identity. The declarers will focus the importance of will focus on the importance of discovering, embracing, and allowing the Holy Spirit to manifest our God ordained identities in Christ. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today.
3: Today is the day that Declare Victory Fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day
1: until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into this same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your
3: finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give you can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash Declare Victory, or through your cash app at dollar
1: sign I Declare Victory now. We pray many blessings for our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have a few prayer requests. The first one is from JC. She is asking for prayer for Nita, for
3: finances, health, and a steady job with benefits.
1: The next prayer request is from Susie. She is asking for continued prayers for healing for her back. And then Dee Dee is asking for prayer for her daughter, Ariana, and her friends who are traveling to Aruba for a bridal shower. So let's just pray for safe travels for them. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sonia, Declaration will be brought by Dion, and then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and Corporate Praise will be brought by Sonia, declaration by Dion, and then closing comments will be hosted by the Declare. The scripture for today
3: is from John chapter 1, verse 12. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of god may the lord have a blessing to the reading hearing and doing of his holy word at this time we ask that you please place your phones on
1: mute until instructed to come off mute i now pass the call to sonia have a blessed day
6: psalm 24 says the earth is the lord and the fullness thereof and day that
2: dwell therein
6: Lord God, we thank you this morning, Lord God, that it is your
5: breath that we breathe and exhale this morning. That it is your loving kindness, Lord God, that has brought us forth this day, Lord God. That it is your joy that we exhale
6: and say thank you, Lord God. That it is your love, Lord God, that when we extend our hands and send thank you and put our feet on the floor, Lord God, and let the earth tremble and shake and know that our presence is known because, Abba, you have taken care of us. We thank you that when we move this morning,
1: that is everything that is in us, Lord God, you have purpose, you have designed, you have written it, and it is so, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for when we sing our song and say, great is your name and great is thy faithfulness towards us, we say thank you. We thank you that even though it is raining outside, you're washing away those things that are not that should not be here but putting those things that are getting ready to grow up out of the ground so when the
6: ground busts forth every seed will just give growth will take place lord god and we say thank you so lord god as we come only but boldly before thy throne we thank you
1: lord god for your presence, Lord God. We thank you for your eyes that see, your
2: ears that hear,
6: and your heart that hears even more, my heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord God, for Susie. We thank you that she bothered to open up her mouth and say that I need prayer. We
1: thank you that you hear her cry. We thank you, Lord God, that what you're going to do is going to blow her mind right now. We thank you for Ariana and the bridal truth, Lord God. We thank you that
6: they're coming into their new. We thank you that they're opening up their hearts to receive it. We thank you, Lord God, as they... Asking for traveling grace is already done. We thank you, Lord God, that as you take them up and bring them back down, Lord God, that when their feet touch the ground,
1: it's your grace and your mercy, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for the smiles on their faces, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, because behold, you have given them things new in their lives. Lord God, look on J.C. and who she has standing in the gap, Anita, asking for finances, for health and job security. Lord God,
4: you are her strength. You are their strength. You are their berry. Lord God, you are their banner. You are Jehovah Nisi. Because your joy is their song and life is their strength. Lord God, you are their all. And when they say God is, you are their everything. So, Lord God, as we even go forth, Lord God, this day, the song that is within us, nobody can stop us. When the song that is in us, the song that
1: we proceed forth. And so as we take our songs off of me, we open up our mouths
4: this day and make the earth tremble. The song that is within us deep resounding. Let the earth hear it, ah, cut out of our soul. As we speak to the earth this day, we make every See so Hear the word of the Lord. Da declare victors Take your phones off of you this day and speak to the earth,
0: because the earth is the Lord
3: and the fullness thereof. about You know who you are, because He thank
0: you are morning and another made. And he about da da It is your mission that will take you from here. He's da 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 we thank you God, and and we thank and the and we 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 God, you feel our God, we say that God, we thank you for your thank you that, that. that, you, that you have just been on the other side the other of the other you there, the other side of the That, every, that seat at the table side yes. the you are ah. God, that that. That the other side of the other side our the Lord those Lord God, Lord God, Lord God. God, those that Lord you look upon every government Lord God, Lord God, Lord God. Lord God, that you let them know that you are the allies that you are the, the lawmaker. Right so right right right. you know right. that you are the teacher yeah. so you that you made the you go to trial go to the Hallelujah Lord it you are the You are the one be. You are the strength. that You are Cool. We so your banner, <laughs> oh God. Is oh God, is right. Right. Oh, God. So Father, we God. thank you, God. Break, you break up that fellow if ground, God. God. About to to break it. Lord, God, let our children go to school this day. I thank you to go before them and keep them in all sides and all ways, God. Let us desire your
4: Yes, God, in So as we begin to continue our
5: worship and, and praise, Lord, let us put you our, put so our so phones so on mute. Don't stop. So put your phones on mute. On this
1: day,
7: as you're parents,
5: as you stand up, oh God. Stands
7: up, you, Lord
0: God, God,
5: in you, oh God. I thank you for it right now. Let their words, Lord God, pierce our hearts, oh
4: God. Let it give us more strength. Let it give us more food, oh God. That we may be nourished, Lord oh, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And I pass
6: the call to you, Dion. It is, share my
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, be praised for another day. Another opportunity to say, God, you are faithful and just that you are everything that we need. Thank you, Valuable, for hosting and for greeting. Thank you, Sonia. Um, And I want to say this publicly, um, just because it is always good to acknowledge and be acknowledged, Sonia, your prayer life has grown uh, in leaps and bounds. I am proud of you, but I'm sure God is pleased with your progress. There is always evidence when we pursue. Amen. Another amazing wait while we wait Wednesday. It is always an honor to be able to share um, what Holy Spirit is saying in and to the body. Uh, It's our day that we have set to fast as valuable shared well, we push back our plate with a great expectation that even if God does not give us something material, he will give us something tangible uh in response to our personal individual sacrifices, keeping in mind that fasting is for you. It is not for him. Amen. It is a lifestyle. It's not just something that we do, but it's something that we yield to in an effort to be yielded vessels uh, in the hand of the wielder. So I am excited uh, about this particular series. I thank God for each and every share that has gone forth thus far. And as every month, my prayer is that by the end of these conversations that are um, strategically uh, placed in our midst via the Holy Spirit, that something happened inside of you and that there is a revelation. Father, I pray that this morning that every word that proceedeth out of my mouth give you glory. But more important, that there's a supernatural impartation of a greater, deeper revelation and understanding of the truth of your word, that we might walk in full authority and partnership and agreement with Holy Spirit. As we move forward in our day, God, I pray that you would um, enlarge our coasts, but more than enlarging our coasts, God, align our hearts, our lives, our words, our actions with the truth of what heaven is blaring of us from on high. I thank you for the great cloud of witnesses as we are becoming what we already were. It's in the matchless name of Jesus, I declare it and I decree it. Amen and God, I thank you. And so this morning, uh, just yet in the vein of um, the truth of identity, uh, if I were to point or tag this share, it would be identity crisis. It would be identity crisis. We all know me I always start with a story because uh, it helps it to become relatable. Uh something that you can revisit in your head and you also know that I am called to a level of transparency that not everybody has the capacity to operate in but I'm grateful for every single season of my life it made me who I am. And I'm I'm very, very grateful. It keeps me humble. Uh, It keeps me before the Father with what I like to call chin to chest in an effort to stay out of my way, that his way be made clear, not just to me, but to those that I'm called to be salt and light to. Amen. All right. So y'all put your seatbelt on. You may want to uh, grab a pen and paper. Some of what um, I'll share this morning is... Um more surrounded by teaching uh from a um an educational standpoint, of course, we will have scripture that uh will coincide with the teaching this morning but um I wanna share with you what a a renowned psychotherapist shared uh about identity crisis, but right before I do that, I wanna share a personal testimony. I'll yield to being able to expound upon what it is that God has given me to share this morning. Um, I was 21 years old, maybe 22 or 23. I don't remember it all. It kind of blends in together. and uh, Some parts of the story you have heard, but I need to share it in a little bit greater detail so uh, that you get it. Bible says it like this. Make sure you mute your phones for us. Uh, we are ensnared by the words of our mouths. I believe that's Proverbs, the sixth chapter, the second verse, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Rochelle, double check for me. I think Proverbs 6 and 2. It's either 6 and 2 or 6 and 20. Nevertheless, um, I, was, I was about 22, 23 twenty two, twenty three. Uh, when I opened my very first salon, the name of the salon was Sashay, right? And, uh, <laughs> honey, I thought I was such and much. I was having it my way. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was uh, very well known in my, my little ghetto Hollywood, <laughs> my little Gotham City. Uh, for doing what God had equipped me with by way of being a cosmetological entrepreneur, honey. I was a cosmetologist at a very early age. I got my cosmetology license at about 18. I grew up watching my grandmother do hair in her makeshift salon right there in our garage. So it was just in me to do. What I discovered in this process, I went from being um, a stylist to being an employer. I went from being an employer to being a teacher and a trainer. I went from uh, being a a booth renter to being responsible for everything that transpired. And at the time, I had a business partner, and I didn't really understand uh, what all that, that meant. She wasn't a stylist she was an investor and so um i operated that salon for um a couple of years and as time went on just because i didn't know the nature of how to do the business of the business um, it was a process um amen thank you Cheryl. um it, it was a process And um, I was absolutely immature. Amen. It it is Proverbs 6, 2, and 3. Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Do this now, my son, and deliver thyself when thou art come into the hand of a friend. Go humble yourself and make sure thy friend. So really, it's 6 and 2, that very first part. So long story short, we could not come to an agreement about how the money was supposed to be divvied because she invested the money, but I was doing the work. Child, I'm not about to come here and give you all my part. Well, I didn't understand, um, what that looked like and how to divvy it up so that it was not usury of, of my talents and gifts. (laughs) Um, but at the same time, fair. To um be able to make sure that she was whole, so as time went on, it became more complicated than it was valuable. It would have been much easier for me to remain quote unquote an employee um I didn't have the capacity or the wherewithal at the time to even consider buying her out if that makes sense, and so um ultimately. There had been several different occurrences in my life at this point. I had been married and separated, (laughs) ended up um, being divorced before I was 25 years old. Um, And at the end of this stint of this salon ownership, um, I found myself embarrassed because I didn't know how to function as an owner. I knew how to operate as a stylist, but I, I didn't know how to um, move practically um, with regard to this, quote-unquote, partnership that had been created. And not only that, but there had been several different things that had happened that um, felt like they tampered with who I thought that I was. They had this armed me. They had um, really kind of shut me down. And coming from all these broken places, my identity began to be consumed with what I did, not who I was. Um, Doing what I did was very lucrative for me. Hair took really good care of me um, outside of, of course, God's grace. But um, my talent had become who i believed that i was it was a form of um a, a crisis and so before i go too too deep into um my story let me let me give you some working definitions of um identity crisis right so statistically um identity crises usually occur in our early teenage years when we are trying to Discover who we are, how we are, or why we are. I promise i 'll give you scripture uh, before it 's all said and done we, we find ourselves trying to identify um, what it is that we were put here for, and so people tend to experience an identity crisis at various points of their lives um, and and according to uh, documentation and scientific study. Uh, The particular points include, but are not limited to, uh, the beginning of a new relationship, the beginning or end of a marriage or partnership, experiencing traumatic events, having a child, uh, learning about a a health condition or losing a loved one, losing or starting uh, a job. And there are a myriad more, but these particular um things may lend to your frustration as it relates to who am i what am i here for why did i come and so i had uh i had gotten to the point where we knew we had to make a decision it meant that um we were going to disband the the beauty salon and now, here it is that I have to start over, and I was frustrated, I was frustrated, and i was um I was scared because I didn't know how to go backwards effectively again, my identity was tied into who Dion that does hair you know in this little city that I come from, everybody has an association with their name who so-and-so that was married to such and such. Who? Uh so and so with the big behind. Who? So and so. I was Dion, uh, that was busty when I was a teenager. And then I was Dion Dion the Doug here. Oh, somebody needs to mute your phone for us. And so um, I'm sure you can relate. I'm sure you've been uh D with the big hips. Um I'm sure you've been uh so and so that drive the Cadillac, right? Everybody has uh, these preconceived ideas or thoughts or notions of who someone uh, uh, may be associated with, right? So my my identity was wrapped up in that. And so as as I began to close this line, that was blow uh, number one. I had moved to uh, Vallejo at some point and... So when I closed the salon, I made a decision that I was going to start to work in the city of Vallejo, and um, that was a second transition, and and as I did, I began to date uh, (laughs) a gentleman that is popular today uh, for a particular, well, I won't say today, but back in that day at 23, 24, Um, and... I, I I it was just a lot of transition, a lot of transition. Well, in the process of dating this gentleman, I discovered that he was gay. <laughs> oh here, I'm let me give you this let me give you this little rundown and I I promise I'm gonna make this make sense. We're talking about identity. Um he he dis well he yeah, he, he did not like women. <laughs> and I just happened to get caught up in in the whole thing. So I closed my salon. Um, I was dating a guy that was struggling with his sexuality. Um, I had moved from my city to uh, an unfamiliar city. I had to start um, all over again. I had to um, have people um, that would um, have to find me all over again. Um, Everything I have I had this new little baby um that I didn't know what to do with. That's a whole nother story. I had just gone through a divorce. Now y'all hear this is a lot of foolishness, isn't it? <laughs> All at one time. And I'm I'm younger than twenty five years old. My life was completely disheveled. Um I I didn't know who I was and at the time my spiritual gifts were in full swing and I was terrified. I was scared of what I would hear. I was scared of what I would see. I was scared of what I didn't understand because I grew up in a place that did not nurture um any of what i was experiencing all of this stuff very traumatic all of this stuff very uncomfortable and i had no clarity with regard to what my identity was i didn't know who i was i didn't know um and this is after being abandoned and you know dealing with um i had an amazing grandmother who who bridged the gap i had an aunt and neighbors and family and friends all of these different things before the age of 25. And so um, for someone that may be listening, all these things were working in conjunction with what my Korah uh what Psalms 139, 13 through 16 says, I didn't understand that they were all employed uh, so that at this stage in my life, I could share, listen, everybody has a story. If y'all heard the extent of my story, you would think I was making things up. So here I am in this season of my life where not only am I not clear about who I am, at this point I'm questioning um, everything about what I thought was real. I have this baby from this man that I had discovered was horrible. Here I've experienced uh, having and losing and having and losing and uh, uh, not really being, uh, Feeling as if I was quote unquote wanted, right? I had become successful at a thing, and my
2: identity
1: was consumed with it, right? So now here in in the process, and let me let me give you these uh, these clinical results. There is also a thing called uh, imposter. Syndrome. we're talking about identity crisis we're talking about really trying to verify and justify who we are according to what god says based upon the truth of the word of god in a culture in a society where words are uh, uh, thrown around frivolously where we say things that we don't necessarily know bear the weight uh, of what it is that we say and i want to i want to give you a word before i go into these clinical working definitions and, um, the other day, I happened to be watching something, uh, and, and the word "bougie" came up. Now, if you know anything about me, I absolutely love grand things, honey. <laughs> I do. I, I like um, beyond. I like nice atmospheres. Um, I like places that are high end just because I like them. I like what it um, what it does. I like what it houses and and provides. But uh, has anybody I ever looked up the word bougie? In our society, and I promise I'll tie all this in, we we are exposed to things because people are exposed to things. And if we are not careful, see, I had created this idea of what it is that I thought I wanted. Um, and, and I thought it was a, a bougie lifestyle. I thought, I thought it was one of those grand things. But let me let me tell you what the word uh bougie actually means. I I'm not bougie. That's I, I I discovered it. I'm 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 not I'm not bougie at all. So the word bougie itself says characterized by pretentiousness. Right? It says that uh a middle class person a A middle-class person, a person who thinks more highly of themselves than they ought to, a person that levels on disparaging ideas. Listen to what the word disparaging means. Meant to belittle the value or importance of someone or something. Serving or intended to disparage someone or something um when i when I did the research on the word bougie and we got t shirts and uh we got hoodies and we got sweatsuits that uh call us black and bougie, uh i'm bougie i'm listen I said all of that to say society and culture will cause you to create an idea of something that doesn't even exist that does not speak to who god says you are, does not speak to who God calls you to, and will have you in a whole entire uh, uh, conundrum. It'll have you in a quackmire. And again, it goes right back to that that word in Proverbs the sixth chapter and the second verse that declares that we are ensnared by the words of our mouths. We use our words so frivolously. Thou art ensnared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken by words, taken by the words of thy mouth. Um, I had created this idea, this concept, uh, you know, of, of driving fancy cars. I used to buy a new car every other year. Um I, I had gotten to a place where doing hair had become who I thought I was. They would say quickly, who oh, Deanna does hair and, and that, that made me really, really proud for a season in my life. Um but but what I realized is I was not only more than that, um that 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 reduced me to a very small box. It put me in a, a little bitty place. It it put me uh in, in this this thing where I felt like I was stuck or stagnant. Anybody relate to, uh, Dion, who, who are so and so that works at the county, such and such that work at the social security building, so and so, uh, to fix cars? You know, people will put you in a place or a position. I, I was invited to come and speak at an event in the city that I grew up in many years after uh, I had stopped doing hair. And somebody that had, had known me all my life. Um, I was there to do a business workshop and seminar for uh the youth and young adult of the city of Richmond. And when this person saw me and knew that I was there to facilitate a class, he immediately took me to the location where everyone was combing hair. <laughs> Blow dryers were going, flat irons was plugged up, they had stoves and marcels going everywhere. And so when I got to the the Gulf of the doorway, my question was why why did you bring me here and he was like, Well, you said you're teaching a class i said yeah i don't I don't do here anymore. He was like, You don't e- no, I don't. It made me ponder um, the idea of of who I am outside of our responsibility is to reinvent to recreate um Really, the idea that God had for us from the foundation of the earth, but the only way to do that is to communicate with Him in such a way that it expounds how You see You according to how He sent You. So let me let me go to this. What I, I said, I was going to it 13 times. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, I'm passionate about this because until I started to understand what I'm created to do. Um, I could not fully operate in what I operate in today. I could not fully embrace. um, I I never in a million years would have assumed that somebody would even suggest that I pastor. Like the idea of that still makes me want to climb under the edge of the bed. But the beautiful thing is I'm not tied to that title. Um, I'm not consumed with it. And so, so let's go into what an identity crisis is. Everybody, whether or not you want to say it, at some point in your life, you were in a quagmire concerning who am I? You might be in one right this second. What am I here for? Right? Um, an identity crisis is a developmental event that involves a person questioning their sense of self or place in the world. The concept originates in the work of developmental psychosis, according to um, the world-renowned Erickson, who believed that the formation of identity was one of the most important conflicts that any person would face, right? According to Erickson, an identity crisis is a time of intense analysis or exploration of different ways of looking at oneself. He noted that developing um, a sense of identity is not only important at, at in the teenage years through the formation and growth of identity is not confined to adolescence right so it's not just about um, the formative years which are from birth to the age um, I believe of six there are stages of formation there are stages of developmental. Um, um, cues with regard to identity. And unfortunately, for anyone that has experienced deep trauma in those formative years, and and I also believe it can be extended to the age of nine, where you learn how to model or pattern after whoever your physical example was, right? And so um, he goes in to say... um, Instead, identity shifts and changes throughout life as people confront new challenges and tackle different experiences. Thus, an identity crisis can occur at any given age. That means that there are moments, and I'm sure for, for people, and I'll, I'll give an example, for people who have um, dealt with addiction or drug abuse, you, you know that um, in most cases, you'll notice that people will experience um, what we call today arrested development um, for people who have experienced deep trauma. Um, I had a, a scenario where someone that I was seeing had dealt with gross poverty, not just poverty. I'm talking about the type of poverty where you got to go to a neighbor's house to get a little something to eat because there was nothing to eat in their home. And, and so what I started to notice was patterns. Um, of of developmental delay or you'll find people that get stuck in a specific era, uh, a specific time zone where they always refer to things that are historical. The enemy's responsibility is to have you so confused about who you are based upon the truth of the word of God that you ensnare yourself with your words. You ensnare yourself Self with your lifestyle, you ensnare yourself with bad or unhealthy habits, right? So, so let me finish telling you about this identity crisis. Identity involves the experiences, relationships, beliefs, values, and memories that make up a person's subjective sense of self, right? This helps to create a continuous Self-image that remains fairly constant, even as new aspects of oneself are developed or strengthened over time. Now let's let's take this to uh, the Word of God, because the truth is, how do you come out of a place of identity crisis? And I'll, I'll tell you what I did. I'll, I'll tell you according to what is written of us in the Word. Um, I'll tell you what that is, but but first, before we go into the word and undo uh, what the world and culture and experience and exposure has done, uh, we want to unmodel korabahasaya. We want to untie some things in the spirit. Hallelujah. Symptoms of identity crisis. A person going through an identity crisis may um, have a proclivity or preoccupied with certain questions. What am I passionate about? sure that question looms in the minds of most folks. Um, what do I believe spiritually? What are my spiritual connotations? What what do I gravitate to spiritually? What are
2: my values?
1: What do I hold high or esteem above um, uh, to a greater degree or a greater level? What is my role in society or my purpose in life? Man, point blank, who am I? I didn't... <laughs> Anybody here ever have those
6: questions
1: uh, just hovering in your thought process? Anybody other than me get to a place where you're like, listen, honey, uh, I need to know what this is. Who am I? What am I doing? Where am I going? Um, how How is this working for me? Right? And so as I went through the process of, of reading and asking questions, there were several things that came to mind. but um one of the things that I realize is that, even according to Genesis one and twenty seven um where the Word of God talks about um we us being created in God's image, right um created in his likeness and um, in in our formative years we were designed like him Genesis 1 and 27 so God created mankind in his own image in the image of God he created them male and female he created them you guys hear me say that all the time right I say that because I need you to understand that you were created in his image and in his likeness it means that you are not reduced to a job title if you have a doctorate uh, and you You are a physical physician. Uh, You are not reduced or deduced to an operation. There is far more to you than that, right? So 1 Corinthians 12 and 27, now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. It means that you are part of a bigger picture. You are part of a greater truth, a greater level of understanding that all of the disappointments, all of the uh, uh, broken places, all of the trauma that you've experienced uh, does not hold you hostage to a title or an idea, does not hold you hostage to a concept or function in the earth. It does not change or negate that you are now um, a part of, adopted into, grafted into something far greater than what you understood, right? And so we know that First Peter 2 and 9 says, but you are, hallelujah, a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare, uh, keeping in words that mind, declare means that you use the words of your mouth, the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the wonderful or the marvelous light contingent upon what version you happen to read, right? That, that happens uh, no matter what have uh, occurred in time and in seasons, no matter the trauma, no matter The abandonment or the rejection or uh, the bad decision or the indecision, the lack thereof contingent upon what transpired in your life and in your world, it does not negate that once you come into the knowledge of Christ, once you come into or are drawn to, because the word says that none can come, lest they be drawn, when he pulls you out of a place of uh, being peculiar, when he pulls you out of a place of being lost and uh, confused about who you are, what you were created for, what your purpose and design is is. Uh he starts to give you supernatural information, information that existed before time was time. He begins to download into you the truth of the kingdom knowledge that is fit for you to occupy this life with his help and his strength, right? So, uh according to Galatians 3:27 and 28, for all of you were baptized into Christ. Um, have clothed yourself with Christ. Uh, this means that there's no no isolation. It means that it doesn't matter what you come from. It doesn't matter where you've been or, uh, or how you were raised, right? It says there is neither Jew nor Gentile, there is neither slave nor free, nor there's male or female, for you are all one in Christ, our identity. uh, Once we come into the kingdom, everything begins to shift. It means that those things that you were exposed to, be it self-injurious behavior or uh, a situation of circumstance and what you may have been quote unquote born into. Some things, some of my decisions were based on my And my experience, some of my uh, uh, broken places and and self injurious behavior came from experience and and what I subjected myself to, because I didn't operate from a place of discernment or awareness of who God says I was. So now let let's go to this this other thing before I go further into the word. Uh, Let's talk about imposter syndrome, and I want to give you a working definition for it simply because, oh, I thought I had it. Hold on one second. Uh, Okay, here it is. I want to, now, we're still talking about identity crisis, right? So once upon a time, we didn't necessarily have all these different ideas, concepts, or uh, ways of um, being able to break this information down in such a way that you can kind of identify and dismantle some of the behaviors that you've adopted to survive. Right? The the identity crisis is based solely on um really a lack of knowledge of who God says you are. But this this imposter syndrome is a really popular topic right now. Um you'll you'll hear it on podcasts. You'll hear People doing lives about it because it's a real thing, right? So it's a psychological pattern in which people doubt their accomplishments and have a persistent or often um, internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Right? I I, I can remember um, when when I had to close my salon. I was like, Oh no! They're gonna talk about me. They're gonna say I failed. <laughs> Um, not really realizing that it was just par for the course. So imposter syndrome is also known as imposter phenomenon or imposterism. It is a psychological occurrence in which an individual doubts their skills, their talents or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud despite external evidence of their competence. Those experiencing this uh, particular phenomenon do not believe that they deserve their success. Um, and this says or luck, you know, we don't we don't believe in luck around here. But have you ever tried to explain away your great? <laughs> have you ever tried to convince yourself, Yeah, I mean that's that's cool, but you know it's not really it's not really that much what we call imposter syndrome um spiritually we call it false humility yeah that's that's what it is it's it's false humility it's a sense of um suggesting you are not everything that God said you are it's it's a form of suggesting or implying um that you you aren't as amazing as god promises you are it's one of those things that that takes you from one end of thought process to a whole nother right it is it is your responsibility to own the truth of what god says about who you are okay and that now let's go into how do Dion, how do we undo this thing how do we untie these things in the natural and in the spirit right um I'm going to say this prophetically from today going forward, you will um, be very mindful consistently. Um, You will be very actively engaged with watching what you say. You will be very um, aware of using words to belittle yourself, to diminish yourself, or make yourself less than um, uh, speaking not only negatively. Um, but speaking in such a way that you um take away from the truth of who God says you are from today going forward um i I will say this we use words like uh i'm about to I'm about to get my grind on. I don't know if you've ever looked the word up, but if I was you, I would look the word up and I would never use that concerning myself It means to be dashed to pieces until it is gone. <laughs> I, I don't grind. If you look up the word hustle, you know I'm out here hustling. Eh. Well, I, I don't want to hustle. Hustle is is to trick or to con. I'm not interested in hustling anymore. I I don't I don't want to consider myself bougie. I, I like grand things, but I don't want to reduce myself to um, something less than what it is that God says about who I am. So Deon, what is it that that we do? Um, in an effort to uh, move out of those broken systems, those broken thought processes, those broken ideas um, and identities that we've reduced ourselves to um, in order to actively untie them. So just because it's 7 o'clock, what we'll do is I'll wait and go to the other side in our Love, Life, and Victory conversation and we'll start to untie some things. So with that said, there may be somebody that joined the call a little bit late She didn't get a chance to say good morning. Um, I want to give anybody that may be new to the call an opportunity to jump in right here. You can state your name and where you're calling from. Anybody new, first-time caller, or maybe the first time you've ever said anything. Anyone? And we'll give it going once. New callers. Going twice. New callers
0: only. Uh, hello there. This is uh, Marv uh, coming on right now. I'm not new, but it's just been a long time since <laughs> I've been on. Amen. man. Hey, Brother Marv. I was going to say
1: next we'll have, have the fellas. So, Marv, you started it out. Any more of our fellas that aren't working that want to say good morning?
0: Yahoo, yow, yow, You know, you get your thing on there, you can your foot in a declaration. And uh, <laughs> as always, I'm proud of you. Amen. And I love you. Thank you,
1: sir. So I appreciate you. Love you too. Any other
0: men? Go one.
1: Going twice. If you're shuffling around, if you would just go ahead and hit mute for me, that'd be great. All right, lady. Any other good ladies. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Pretty Patrice. <laughs> hey, pretty. Good morning. Good morning, Neon. This is Wanda.
0: Hey, Miss
1: Wanda. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You. Hey, good morning.
2: Good morning. Morning. Good morning, it's Grace's Gigi.
5: Hey, Grace's. Good morning.
2: Good morning, it's Good morning. Diane.
5: Hey, lady, Diane, you got a cold? <laughs> yeah, I've been sick for a while now. I'm getting Aww. much better, though. Thank, Thank you. Feel Good morning, time. it's Chris Shonda. Thank you. Hey, girl. How are you? Good, morning. Good morning.
1: Hey, Mox. Good morning.
5: Good morning. good morning it's supposed <laughs> sweet
1: late, but God is always on time <laughs> hey sweeta <Queda>, good morning <laughs> good that? morning is that hey that
3: morning good
2: morning jubilant hey ju Good
3: morning
2: good morning yeah. prosperous Pam hey prosperous hey
0: good morning is sunshine morning. Hey, sunshine. <laughs> Good morning, Sister Lisa. Great decoration. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Anybody else?
5: Good morning, it's beloved Barb.
1: Have a wonderful Wednesday, everyone.
5: Good morning,
0: Uh, you as well.
5: Good morning. I heard somebody get. It's Gloria. Good morning. Hey, Gloria.
0: Good hey, morning, Sanaya Jay. Hey, girl. Good morning. Mm-hmm. This is Joyce. Hey, Miss Joyce. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning, Diamond in the back. I'm Ruth. How
1: Good morning, Sarah. Hey, good morning, Christina. Amen. Um. All right, y'all. Let's let's get into it. the The cold hard reality is, if you just take a look around,
0: <laughs>
1: so we got more people in identity crisis than we have operating from a place of true identity. Tell me I'm telling the story. But <laughs> Before we go into unlocking and untying, anybody have any questions, comments, commentary? Anybody want to tell me I'm a liar, honey, and I don't know what I'm talking about, and I don't even know why I got on this call. Yeah, you I'm are. Just,
2: no, I'm just playing. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is prosperous. You um, have been touching on some things that I um, am leaning into uh, with. My identity. When it was just when it was um, announced that we talk about um, identity this month, it kind of was like yeah. But I'm really, really, really enjoying um, the discussions this month on identity. Um, I once read somewhere uh, years ago, and it still remains true. If you don't really don't know who you are, those around you is going to tell you what they want you to be or what they think you are. So it's so so important to know. Who I am in Christ, who Christ, who God created me to be, and for everyone else on the call, too. It's so important for you to know that. And when you talked about that false uh, humility, it is something. It's, it's really out there. And sometimes we start believing. I was talking about it. I, I sometimes don't know how to explain it. But sometimes we will believe that false humility because we're trying to be, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes if you don't, then someone else might try to be like, oh, they're being haughty and things like that. But you got to stand true into who God created you to be. And for me, I'm doing it in a spirit of thanks, you know. Amen. So I hope that makes sense. But wonderful Absolutely. share, wonderful declaration.
1: Absolutely. Good good share. Thank you for that. Babe. Hey, Good dude. morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. I got Shell and, and who else? Sylvia. And Sylvia. All right. Go ahead in that order, Cheryl and Sylvia. So first
3: of all, I want to know where you found that. I don't know what where you'd be reading from that bougie definition because I didn't have that description when I looked it up before. I knew I was bougie and wasn't bougie and not bougie no more.
2: But <laughs> anyway, <I>
3: was... <laughs> and... That That is such a truth because I, I, you know, I tell my daughters all the time when she'd be laughing and saying, oh, that took me out. I said, oh, no, it didn't. I said, look, <laughs> you can't be saying everything mm-hmm. that people say. Now, if you were uh, amazed by something, say, oh, that just caught my attention. Oh, that was deep. I said, but don't be using words that cancel you out all the way out. I said, you, you exactly. just can't do it. And then uh, I just want to tell you, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an evangelist. I'm a hustle, hustler for Jesus, like little Paris. We're gonna teach her <laughs> how to evangelize because she telling the right. truth. Jesus.
1: I love her. You know Surprise. I love
3: Paris. You know Great I love Paris. her. That's me. Right? No, for real. I said somebody better hurry up and tell her about Jesus because she's gonna get the word right. out. She'll... She's gonna <laughs>
1: <Man>. no plan. <laughs> hey man right right before um I let you share Miss Sylvia let me let me just say this one scripture it says Isaiah 55 and 11 says so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the things for which I sent it amen it shall accomplish what I sent it to do, it can't return to God boy. Go ahead, Ms. Um, Sylvia.
2: Yes, good morning. Thank you, Deanna, for your great declaration.
1: Um, As I was getting ready to go up to the hospital, I was listening, um, getting ready, and two things that stood out for me. um, One of them, surely, is the false humility. Uh, As I was doing my chaplaincy um, last year, well, a couple of years, well, yeah, last year for a whole year, Each unit we had to come up with goals, and it took me almost halfway through that entire residency uh, chaplain training to really accept who God said I was. I completely felt, and I had felt it even before going in, that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't that, you know, I wasn't this and I wasn't that. And it just would bring tears to my eyes, even in my CPE group, because I just couldn't even realize, how did I get here? Why am I here? Am I worthy? You know, and it took a while, and finally, you know, God just kept speaking to me, saying, yes, this is where I want you. This is where I sent you. You asked me for my purpose. This is you belong. You can do this, you know. And so it just I just started listening to his voice. And it just started breaking those walls down, not feeling like better than or up there, but just accepting my identity, who he said I was, you know, knowing whose I was. Um, That's one. And then the other, when you mentioned substance abuse and addiction, you know, we we learned, both of us, that really dived into narcotics anonymous and all the literature and the meetings. But that, you know, and I've worked as a counselor too. Once you start using drugs, you're right there, the development stops. And so what we use a lot of times, and it makes sense uh, in the, the rooms, is when you get clean and sober right there, you whatever age you were when you start using, that's where you are when you get back in.
7: Absolutely. So stop,
1: yep, and so you learn. We, we grow up, let me say that. We grow up and mature in the rooms and in recovery. And it takes sometimes years, like somebody has 20 years clean, they'll be like, wow, you know, I'm 20 years old, you know. And so those are the things that really stood out to me. So I I really appreciate you um, pointing those out in regard to identity. Um, And again, I'm going to just keep saying it, but identity for these young people um, is just so, you know, it's hard to be teenagers
5: and young people in this world. I remember one time my granddaughter Taylor came home, um, no, my oldest granddaughter, and she was at school in San Francisco and they told her that one
1: of the kids had transitioned. They told the whole school and that they were mandated to address that child by their gender by the next day, just overnight. And this was middle school. So if, yeah, there's identity crisis, all right, um, in Mm -hmm. every level. And our kids in this generation, are mandated whether they accept it or not to accept it, and it confuses them if we don't pour into them. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Very, very, very true. Um, Didi.
3: Oh, yeah.
4: No, go ahead. This, okay, I was just gonna say, who you said so much. This is D. Um, identity crisis. So for me. Growing up in a house with two older siblings, that was an identity crisis because you know I have a sister three years older who I thought walked on water. My, you know, looking at them because they were better built and were I thought my sister was pretty whatever it was. So for years following under them and thinking I had to compare to them and even growing up and you know getting married, married and the first marriage failed because I'm so busy comparing what I thought a marriage was to my sister's marriage, because in my eyes she had the perfect example of marriage. So for years I was doing myself a disservice being trying to follow in her footsteps, um, thinking that that was the blueprint, right, for marriage, not just her, but other couples that I looked at as having the perfect marriage until I got to spend some time, get a little bit closer, and to understand that that's not what God wanted for me. My identity is not set on who my sister, brother, none of that was. It was just how he created me to be and I meet how I am to function and operate. And so even now, I hear a lot of my sister girls who have never been married or never had kids doing the same thing, kind of wanting to be have somebody else's life. Like I've even been told, girl, how do you do it? You make marriage look so. Let me tell you something. Don't compare yourself. Don't even think that. That's what you're supposed to, to be because God, what God has for you is for you. And I think we just do our own self damage when we, when we compare. And I know I said that yesterday too. We got to be careful um, comparing our lives to somebody else's. And then we don't really get to tap into who God created us to be. So I thank you, sister. And guess what? It's our anniversary. I love you.
0: Hey. Hey,
1: it is our anniversary on Facebook, yeah. <laughs> on on Facebook. Um go go ahead. I heard somebody take a deep breath. Go ahead.
6: Hi, this is Shirley. Um hey. last week I read you I was mentioning to you about the sign language and I put that away and I started doing community service. And then you spoke about you don't have to choose one versus the other. One I want to say thank you. Because as soon as you said that, I started to think about that because I thought i put it away. And I heard what you said about not many of the world telling you who you are and don't take away what God said who you are. Well, I stepped out on that, and I reached out to a few of my friends that I knew that also signed. And because of what you said, um, I'm creating a group, a, a chat group, <laughs> for those that want to learn or know foreign language and um, incorporating that, that is part of who I am. And
2: mm-hmm. so
6: I just want to say thank you because I'm starting, starting uh, incorporating that as who I am. And just want to say thank you because if, if you wouldn't have said that, I was trying to pick and choose and you said we can have more than one. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm starting that up now and of the women who I reached out are happy to know that uh, they're excited about it. So thank you very much.
1: That's amazing. Well, congratulations, Miss Shirley. I'm excited for you. That is, that's awesome. And I think once we start to learn that we don't have to be this or that, but we can be this and that, and sometimes this, that, 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 and that, right? (laughs) I, I, I remember a season where I felt like I needed to choose, um, choose one, right? But the reality is, um, everything that I do cooperates with what I am created to do. I was created to build, right? I was created to be a conduit to the nation. So my responsibility and kingdom is connecting people with resources and services that push them further into purpose, right? And I do that. How do I do that? I do it one word at a time, right? So I I say this all the time. Deliverance isn't always vomiting and shaking. Sometimes it is one revelation at a time. When you get the revelation of who you are, what you were created to do, you stop allowing yourself to be made stagnant by um, operations, by um, experiences. It is your responsibility to uncover all of the things that work uniquely to push you further into purpose. Any, God, somebody thank love you. Me, somebody love <clears throat> Absolutely. Thank you for sharing, Ms. Shirley, and I look forward to hearing about you guys going from a chat group to a visual um, online group perhaps and being a resource for the nations of signing. I don't know if y'all saw when a little girl did the sign language at the Super Bowl, it revolutionized her life. Her whole life is different because she took sign language to a whole nother level. Don't allow the world to dictate how you do a thing listen to holy spirit and embody the idea of whatever it is you never know you may be an international sign language uh artist i i don't know but it's possible amen so mm-hmm. how how do
5: we uh, hey who, hey hey go ahead then <laughs> it's Krishonda. First of all, um, thank you for your word. Um, that was a Raymer word for sure. And it's, what's so funny is I don't hear the song anymore, but before I would wake up in the morning about a year ago, year, year and a half ago, I would hear Tennessee, Tennessee, and I kept being led to arrested rest the building. God was going to deliver me, was going to get you the message, and so you just, uh, it was uh, um, was a a great word today, but um, I know for some people and even some days for me with this message, um, but not today, um, it it will sting, this message will sting, but hopefully it will provoke all of us to really self-reflect and want to to get all that God has called us to be. Um, but that was a um a great word. We don't wanna be stuck. Um, so thank you.
1: Amen. Amen. Very, very true. Very, very true. And yeah, arrested development is a real thing and all you gotta do is spend time with somebody. You'll you'll catch it. Pay attention and use discernment. Hebrews the eleventh chapter, the third verse reads as such. Um, the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things are visible. What you have to learn is the untying begins when we begin to declare and to decree. And there, there is a distinct difference, right? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. Uh, Even um, if you look at any, any Bible story, right, um, 90% of the time, you'll see where words were what activated the difference, right? So words were what shame, uh, uh, shaped all things, right? Then God said, let there be a space between the water uh, to separate the water of the heavens from the water of the earth. And that's what happened. And it was so, right? Um, Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together in one space so dry ground may appear when he was talking to Moses. And that's what happened. And then God said, let there be light. And light appeared. When we start to understand the difference between a declaration and a decree. So the word declare comes from the Hebrew word akava, right, which means to make known to or set forth details and information. A particular example in when we travel um, and our customs or officers ask us, like when we went to Dubai or when we go to Cancun, what are you declaring? What are you bringing in? What are you possessing, right, to recount items we have with us, things that are in our possession? What are you declaring over your life? The same applies when we declare scriptures. We announce the things that we already have, right? So, so to call yourself a, uh, a, 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 a I'm, I'm grinding today, that means you have come into the the knowledge or the information that you are uh, by sanding yourself down till there's nothing left, honey. Quit just saying words. Look them up. Take a minute. Download the dictionary app on your phone, right? And then. How do you start to shift your word? I literally do this, y'all, right? So I have a dictionary app, um, and uh, connected to it is the thesaurus option. So if I say a word like grind, um, if I say a word like hustle, um, I'm, I'm not either of those two. I will use the thesaurus to find a word that has the same definition or meaning of what my intent is, not what culture says. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense.
0: Um, Yes, it does.
1: So a declaration is simply an acknowledgement of something that already is, right? So, however, a declaration alone does not have the power to cause what you declare to happen, right? Uh, There is no, quote, unquote, creative power in the declaration right? Our declarations must be scriptural. It means that you have to have a supporting word, which is where the authority and access comes from. It's God's word that has the creative power to manifest true transformation in our lives, which is why we send you back to the word. We send you back to the truth, right? We can expect positive change or transformation when we decree and declare based on what Scripture says. We have grounds. Those grounds are unchanging. It means that they don't waver. It means that they can't be shifted because they have supporting evidence, right? Remember, we we say this, this Bible is a legally binding document, right? Job 22 and 28 says, thou shall also Decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy way. This means we pronounce something to be, and God makes it so. Not us, not even our word, but his word says, right? And so, but get this the Amplified Bible reads that same scripture. It says this um, You shall also decide, come on and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you And the light of God or God's favor or God's glory shall shine upon your ways. Decrees are uh, privileges of kings. And when you understand that for real, oh, I just I wish I could take what I understand and put it in your head. Listen, we somebody, child. I'm sorry. Anybody, I, I get excited. Lord Jesus, please let somebody get free from this one word. Anybody else have any questions,
2: comments or commentary? I loved when you um you read and out um you were reading something and you said about identity crisis and um you said that, like um loss of a relationship I think you're at a loss of a job and certain things that might lead someone into an identity crisis and I really um related to that. Cause I was thinking about <clears throat> that time I was out of work for a year and a half and, Oh, I, I went through so many changes. And then with that, because I was just going job at, interview after interview and just not getting, um, getting work. And then, you know, your mind starts going, you know, you start thinking, well, maybe I should just do this. You know, you kind of, um, it's so important. I learned to just keep staying, um, Pressing into the Lord and Holy Spirit is so important at those times because um, your flesh starts questioning things like, well, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. Maybe I'm supposed to move. Maybe, I mean, I was just thinking about all the things, you know, I was going through that process. So um, I like when you read that out about, you know, what could, what could lead you to that. Amen. Very good. Very good. Hey, Dan
1: Hey. Hey, this is glorious. So, um I I I I was listening to the word this morning and it really blessed me and it reminds me and reaffirms to me that every day of our lives we have to we have to press into who God has said that we are. And identity crisis while at 60 years old, the identity that I I had previously walked in was from the 9-year-old or the 2 year old at mm-hmm. the place of 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 pain. But now that I I recognize who I am in Christ, it's a constant. Um, it's a constant declaring. It's a constant standing every day, to declare and believe and to spend time quietly with God.
7: Sometimes we spend so much time running our mouths and talking about stuff other than what God says and who God says we are. And
1: not allowing the the affirm him to affirm within us who he said we are. That we can we can allow ourselves, you know, you can understand who you are in Christ, and then other some other stuff may happen, and then you'll start or you can or have in the past, start to wonder and doubt no, no, no. What God says I am, I am. So that thing happened, but it ain't me. So I yeah. appreciate you. Thank you so much, Big Sis. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Amen. Anybody else? So, so we will. Um, y'all know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the dead horse, but I want you to take some time today, for real. And, and I want you to consider not only your words, but consider your expectations and start to really think about some of the things that you have cooperated with with your own personal words, right? It is, it is your responsibility um, to, to guard your tongue. It is your responsibility to know what it is that you are saying and why you are saying it. We can't be so um, lackadaisical about what we hear and what we spew out of our own mouth, that we ensnare ourselves with our words. It's it's a serious season of being um, intentional about what you say, how you say it, when you say it, and who you say it to. It is extremely important for us to know um, exactly what we say is manifesting as a direct reflection of agreement with our own mouth, (laughs) right? Learn the word of God so that you can confess it over your life in such a way that you start to experience what God says and you start to walk in the truth of the identity that he calls you to outside of the, the falsehood that you created based on experience and trauma and the lack of identity. Amen. That being said, um, is there anybody else? Otherwise, if not, um I'll go ahead and release you all and don't forget that we're fasting until five PM. Hey Dion, it's Wanda. Hey Wanda. Thank you. Thank you for your declaration. Um, <clears throat> um it's uh it just yesterday I was in a uh a class, and um, we were talking about how m- your life is today. You know how, what type of person you are today, and you know the the blessings that God has bestowed upon you, um, the peace, the forgiveness, the grace, the mercy, et cetera, et cetera. Yet. I continue to say negative things about myself. And mm-hmm. the negative things that I say about myself are not anything that has to do current. It has to do from my past. And mm-hmm. and so knowing that <clears throat> knowing that I am beautiful, I am kind, I am loving, I'm all these great things that I know I am. I constantly go back to that little girl um, who wasn't good enough or who got picked on or who got made fun of or was told this or told that or um, some of the mistakes that I've made 10 years ago, that's not present in my mind. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. And although I know what to do, I know who to go to, I know who to call, et cetera, et cetera, Um, that's one of the most difficult things for me to do is to tell myself good, positive things about myself. And so Mm -hmm. um, it's a struggle um, because I'm so familiar with that negative, you know, it's like a ditch with that, you know, deep groove in it. Um, And so at 58 years old,
7: I'm just learning how
1: to love myself, I'm just learning well, how to treat myself kind. Um, right. And so I don't know. Um, sometimes I have morning meditations that I read, and the morning meditations be right aligned with what you guys are talking about on Declare Victory or the Declare Victory call, or be aligned with a, a meeting that I go to and somebody share something. And you know, I just think it's a whole God thing. Um hey, and so I'm just grateful to be able to come on here and identify and, 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 and be transparent about where I'm at. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's real. And it's necessary. Transparency leads to growth every time, whether you like it or not. Right? It gives you that that space to be vulnerable and vulnerable in such a way that it doesn't just liberate you, but it liberates those that have the privilege of being in your company in those transparent moments. It's a big deal, it's a big deal. And it's necessary. Yeah. And I have an update, a phrase update. Um, Marcus and Sonia wanted me to tell, declare victory. Thank you for all the prayers. Baby Michaela is home. and healthy and doing great. So thank you again. Amen. Very good. That's what's up.
7: <laughs> Amen. Shan, uh, go here. Hey, good morning. Um am I don't know if you're still on the call. If you're not, I'll make sure that you that you yes, get your words. Yes. Okay. I'm so you know. Okay. Oh, so. <clears throat> I don't know, when several years ago, you know, um, or just randomly, God would just drop in somebody's spirit um, a name associated associated with the person based upon what the transformation that they've made or whatever the case may be or may have to do with their past. And I hear the smile in your voice every single time you open your mouth. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you feel like that, but I mean, I hear The smile, I mean, it's genuine. Um, And so the Lord said, cheery Krishanda to me this morning. It's up to you whether you accept that or not. I I, I thought about this this scripture that says, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. And it's like your your cheeriness, your cheerfulness, um, actually imparts um, grace and strength to other people that are on the call that may not be feeling as, Cheery as you, I hope this makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. praise
5: be to God, thank you so much,
7: yeah, <laughs> Che so you have to say it if you accept it, you have to say it often, and you and when you call it, announce yourself, this is Cherry <laughs> <laughs> Wanda. Uh, Wanda. praise
0: be to God. Wanda. Yeah.
7: Praise be to God. Wanda, as you spoke this morning, oh my God, your voice has changed so much in the time that you have been on this call. And as you spoke this morning, the Lord said, wonderful Wanda. And if you accept (laughs) that name, if you accept that name, every time you call in, when you're in the presence, even in the presence of somebody from Declare Victory, it is important. For you to announce yourself as wonderful Wanda. Don't worry about what, can you imagine what your sister feel like? She said, oh, I used to cringe every time I had to say the name Pretty Patrice, but I did that on purpose. It's tied to your identity. You are a wonderful person. And I was like, well, Lord, what word? I'm just not comparing you to Christ, but the scripture that popped up to me was um that he shall be called emmanuel i think it is a wonderful counselor wonderful counselor so i would suggest that you and krishanda look those words up today and that's all i have god bless you i bless you, thank you. Uh,
5: may i just chime in really quickly um thank you so much for that and thank you for you know your obedience and um Sister Wanda, I was telling um, Natasha yesterday, every time I hear your voice, I just want to run because you are so hungry for the Lord, and the Lord is going to answer your prayers. He hears everything, yeah, he, I and mean, he knows your heart desires. So every time I hear your voice, I am so excited for you. God is going to meet you exactly where you are. He He sees your hunger, and just I'm so... I. Man, I feel like it's myself when I hear you. Like, I'm so, so excited for you. God bless you. Thank
0: you, guys. Very good. Hey yeah. yeah. I just wanted to say great share this
5: morning,
7: and um, I'm going to I'm going to uh, chew on that false humility statement. Oh, that was
0: good. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hey man. Hey man. Anybody else? I'm just a so
1: subscriber this is Sister Liberty again, right before um, you said that uh, we're going to do a um, fasting today until five o'clock. And so, but right before you begin to speak this morning, you have said, fasting is not for um, the Lord, it's for you. And so, I had told myself I was gonna go on a three three day fast, no food, just water and everything like that. So all day yesterday, I fasted until 11:30. I broke my fast, and I struggled. I was feeling sick. I was feeling dizzy, like I was about to pass out. And I was like, Lord, help me! Like I don't want to, you know, break my fast because I'm, you know, I'm fasting with a purpose. And so, and I struggled and I broke it and I ate something and everything. And of course the, um, the hunger pain society, but I had a, a sense of guilt, um, after I did that. And, um, it just, you know, and I, and I didn't never, I never thought about it being,
3: you know, for me. I mean, of course I'm fasting for a purpose. I'm fasting for something I have to do to, you know, for myself, but at the same time, you know, it's not for God, you know, it,
1: it is, it is for me. And so that resonated with me. That just, that just, I don't know why it hit me. Um, it just made me really think about, you know, what fasting is, what it really means and, you know, and what it, what is, what does it really do for me versus what it does for the Lord. So if you can just, you
3: know, just speak on that, you know, Um. just give me something to I
1: need a nugget. I need you to drop a nugget on me when it, pretending to fast, and if you don't mind. Well, th- this is what my suggestion would be. Um, so, so the Bible says when we fast and pray, right? We we tend to put fasting in this little box, just like prayer is for you. One should not be isolated or separated from the other. The ultimate goal is that we be strengthened in our spirit. So the difference between um, really understanding or acknowledging or making fasting a part of your lifestyle, um, it's not, the Bible says, is this not the fast that I call? Sometimes we subject ourselves to our own idea of what fasting should yield, if that makes sense. So now you put a false pressure on yourself because he didn't tell you to fast. If you feel led um, by the spirit of God to fast, if you feel guilty, chances are he called you to do it. But the enemy will take, because of how you think about you and your identity, you're accepted in the beloved. If you break your fast or you don't, he loves you. Nothing will change that based upon the relationship that you have built and developed and cultivated with the Father. Fasting is about... (laughs) Fasting Fasting is about discipline. Fasting is about bringing your flesh under subjection. Fasting is to the spirit man what the gym is to a bodybuilder, right? So there's a discipline to go and work out on a regular basis. There's a discipline to perhaps eat more proteins and um, less carbs. So fasting is a complement to a consistency in prayer. What it does is help to edify um, the body, right, based on depriving it of what it wants, right? So the discipline to fast is based on your desired outcome. How much clearer do you want to hear, God? You benefit. How much more connected spiritually do you desire to feel? Because for real, when you fast, um, that sickness it ain't gonna kill you. That nausea, um, that's your body going through detox. So we may not be addicted to crack or um, or opiates or methamphetamine, but the truth is, we're supposed to eat to live, not live to eat. But which is why people suffer from you know obesity, high blood pressure. Uh, you know, a myriad of different things, literally only because we are so liberal with what we do and how we do it. So my only statement to you would be to go on a study about fasting, the conviction begins to shift. I hope that helps. It
3: does. I'm sorry, I couldn't, someone was on the line. Um, I couldn't hear the last piece that you
1: said about going on a study about i'm sorry could you repeat that again because i couldn't hear so going into a study will begin to open you up to um a different type of conviction the more you learn about what it is that you are doing it's it's kind of like once you understand what a word means you can better apply it right if you don't Amen. understand what it means what it entails so start with just a basic word study on fasting and then take all those different scriptures because there are different components that actually go with fasting that, that we don't hold you hostage to. Technically, when you fast, you're supposed to be out serving, giving to the homeless and the poor, if you really want to know. <laughs> right. Amen. I accept that.
3: Amen. So, yeah,
1: just do do a study. It'll It'll help you to refine your why. Because sometimes when you don't have a why tied to what, it's almost like a mute point.
0: Thank you so very much. Thank you. Absolutely,
1: Absolutely, my pleasure.
0: Amen. Anybody else? Praise God.
1: All right, guys, listen. Um, we, we've gotten into it today, got a a few minutes to, to come back to, um, what it is that maybe you spend this time just kind of meditating and, and getting into it for you. Right. And and listen very, very intently. God, what would you have me to do today? What would you like me to meditate on? Can you show me me, show me the areas of my life where I'm in crisis, where I, i don't get it where i'm not connected where i have um adhered to what the world says about me show me my own heart show me my own understanding of who i've called myself so that i can begin to untie those things right and then you start to declare what god says about who you are i am the righteousness of god i am above only and not beneath i am um the the called of God, I am a holy priesthood, a royal nation, you start to use your words to untie the lies that culture has told you about who you are. It's a decision like everything else, y'all. Amen. If there be nothing else, for those of you that are desiring to fast, um, join us until 5 p.m. If you are on medication, please do what's necessary to thrive um, with regard to your health. Um, if you can't go till 5 o'clock, listen, don't give yourself an excuse to cop out, but for some people, for real, physically, you can't do it. Don't beat yourself up. This is not that. God wouldn't have you do something that would cause you to inflict uh self-injurious behavior on yourself. So come on, y'all. Let's let's live. Let's get to a place of true, refined identity so we can operate in our full purpose and promise so that God will be glorified at the end of the day.
5: That's it. That's all.
1: Listen, I love you guys, but I promise God loves you more. If there be nothing else, I will hear you all
2: tomorrow. Tomorrow.
1: I love you tomorrow. All right,
2: guys. Have a blessed
3: day. (laughs)
1: Hello,
2: have
3: a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day,
1: everyone. Welcome, victory. God bless everyone. Peace and blessings,
3: everyone. Have a great day. God bless you all. Have a blessed day.
0: Have a blessed day, everyone.